the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here once again, a one-man band as Nathaniel Lundy is wrapping up his vacation. Uh, probably swallowed multiple worms. He's basically Big Bird right now somewhere on a beach. Uh, I am envious in Mexico. Enjoy your personal vacacion, amigo. He'll be back with me on Monday here on the Fade the Noise podcast. But the show, of course, it must go on. And we got the divisional round of NFL matchups coming up. And my favorite bet on the board uh, is all tied to the Gold Panthers of San Francisco. Uh, give me San Francisco plus six. Uh, some of the shops have it at plus five and a half right now, but that's what I locked it in at. I think they're going to score the cover here. Got a little action sprinkled on the money line as well at plus 190. And I love the over on two and a half touchdowns scored at plus 120, which can lock and load right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you go back to the first matchup between these two teams, in which it was a 30-28 to 28 victory by the Pack uh, way back in late September, and you just you know analyze the box score, very different makeup uh, for San Francisco. Debo Samuel only had two carries in that game for zero yards. There was no Elijah Mitchell on the field. He was out due to injury as Trey Sermon spearheaded the backfield for a rather tepid 10 carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, George Kittle went off in that contest. Uh, you know, Samuel was more of a vertical threat overall with the five catches, just over 50 yards. Uh, but, you know, it was three touchdowns in total. That go around as Jimmy Garoppolo tossed a pair of TDs and again, Sermon splash in for six. Uh, and I think it's going to be a similar story the second time around, except the San Francisco defense, incredibly stout by comparison. Uh, you look over the last five weeks of the regular season, they gave up just 2.83 yards per carry and 37.2. That's it. Rush yards per game to the running back position. Hell, Dallas uh, and Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard last week only mustered 16 carries for 45 yards uh, and did not find the end zone. So, I think San Francisco is built for what will be temperatures hovered around zero degrees there in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, and that will definitely be the case. Uh, but I, I think this team is going to show up. I think it can exploit the weaknesses of Green Bay defensively, uh, which is in the trenches as the pack has given up 4.37 yards per carry. And don't be shocked if San Francisco proves to be a group of road Warriors. So again, over two and a half total touchdowns at plus 120. Uh, give me the Niners as well, plus five and a half for plus six. And a little action on the money line uh, because they could go in there and emerge victorious. With that, on this Football Friday edition, let's get to it with another fade five. Number five. All right, props, props, some more player props here. The divisional round. You can check out all of my picks because I can't get to all of them because I don't know I got like 20 tickets active right now uh go to my social media feed go specifically to twitter at noisy huevos all of my picks are posted in a spreadsheet uh, created with the google docs and it is free to the public uh, because you never put a pick behind a paywall you can see where my line of thinking is on a lot of that stuff always an open book always transparent cameron Brait. I like his uh, player prop on the over 16 and a half receiving yards and i know he's the second fiddle at tight end for the yard Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this is a player that consistently runs anywhere between 12 to 15 routes per game. Uh, now, last week, uh, he went over this number with ease, three for 29 against an inferior Philadelphia Eagles defense, which is allergic to covering tight ends. That will not necessarily be the case against the LA Rams, uh, though the Rams have given up 51.1 yards per game to tight ends this season. 
And remember last week, um, you know, this uh, this this team, uh, the Rams, they they did a pretty good job, you could say. Actually, they put a stranglehold on the Arizona Cardinals overall. But uh, I think ultimately Tom Brady's going to be twirling it. And, you know, with defense is king on Gronk, with the defense king on, as well, Mike Evans, it's going to leave Brady open on some of the short to intermediate routes on um, which he'll lose some targets. He's seen at least three targets in his last six games consecutively. So make it great with Brate on the over 16 and a half receiving yards. Number four. All right, moving on here. Another favorite player prop of mine. Let's go to the Kansas City and Buffalo game and a rematch in which uh, the first outing between these two teams, uh, we had a 58 total points uh, scored. And, you know, the line has come down in terms of the total. It opened up as a double nickel of 55. It's down to 53 and a half. Uh, But I am actually going to fade. Patrick Mahomes here, and, you know, this is playing with fire, and I'm highly flammable, and I may get very burned, but uh, the total on pass yards is way too high at 281 and a half. Uh, you know, look at the Buffalo Bills giving up just 5.76 pass yards per attempt, 179.2 yards per game vertically uh, over the entirety of the season. Now, Mac Jones last week uh, went for 232 in those frigid conditions in western New York. Uh, but you look at Mahomes, been a roller coaster ride. A lot of peaks, a lot of valleys. Uh, he has been under this 281.5 proposed total in six of his last eight. And he went for 272 in the first matchup. And no two games I know were ever the same. That was back in week five. But it took him 54 pass attempts to get to 272. You know, is he going to be throwing it that many times? Well, potentially, depending upon how the game script flows. But 281 and a half, uh, this rarely occurs. I think there's only uh, one quarterback that was Tom Brady. It's been over this number against the Bills and that unyielding secondary this season. So yet again, fade Mahomes. Yeah, I got my, I might get torched like a creme brulee here, but I'm taking the under on 281.5 pass yards minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Number three. All right, next up in the player props market, uh, you know, let's go to Cooper Cup. And I am going to go under. Yes, uh, I'm tailing Cameron Braid, strangely. I'm taking the under on Patrick Mahomes, and you might find that asinine and absurd. And let's just raise the level of what's outlandish here. And I'm going to go against Cup, and I'm going to take the under on 102.5 yards receiving. That's at minus 114 right now at FanDuel. Uh, You know, Cup in the first matchup, uh, between these two teams uh, back in week three, 12 targets, nine catches, 96 yards, and two touchdowns. Extraordinary game, but still he tucked under there. He has only been under this proposed total in six of 18. I get it. I understand, too. He's one of the best in the league after the catch. Number 10 among all eligible wide receivers over the entirety of the regular season in yak per reception. He's number one in yards per route run. And when targeted, Matthew Stafford has a 124.7 passer rating. Uh, plus, on top of that, uh, and more evidence of points of the over here, Sean Murphy Bunning, who's the primary slot DB for Tampa Bay, allowed the most yards per snap of any slot corner in the league at 2.11 in the regular season. But I think uh, this coaching staff at Tampa Bay is going to brew up a bracket strategy and try to contain Cup the best that they can. I mean, he's so good in exploiting soft spots and coverage, especially against his own defense. He's even tough in, in, in man uh, versus man schemes. But 
Antoine Winfield, I think, is going to play a pivotal role here and help defense. And, and if that is the case and the bracketing works, I think it will mitigate somewhat Cup in this game. Uh, I don't. I, I think he's going to flirt with the century mark. I don't think he is going to exceed the 100-yard mark. And for that reason, uh, maybe he's sipping from a cup full of poison. I'm taking the under. Cooper Cup, 102.5 receiving yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. Stick around for my top player props in the divisional round of the NFL, plus bonus time in college basketball. Yeah, another lousy pick in the NBA. Number two. All right, getting back to the player props that are out there. Um, You know, I I love Cam Akers' story. And and this may be, uh, you know, feeding into my mindset here, but I'm going to take the over. On 53 and a half rush yards, uh, minus 114 available at FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, you look on paper, and you might say to yourself, well, the opposite should be true here, Brad. It should be sledgehammering. That under, as the Bucs, uh, they have wielded uh, not just sharpened swords. Uh, they, they've been wielding, like, butcher knives and machetes and just slicing and dicing opposing running backs. yards per carry allowed in the regular season. 63.7 rush yards per game. Only five guys went over the 53.5 rush yards mark against them again in the regular season. But you saw it last week. You know, they're not invincible. As Boston Scott, you know, rumbled his way for a uh, 35-yard touchdown. Um, You look at Akers, a guy that, you know, ruptured his Achilles back in July. Historically a crippling injury for running backs that – Takes guys sometimes uh, 12 to 18 months to fully recover from, and he's done it still in the same season. It is remarkable what he has achieved, and, you know, a testament to modern sports medicine as well. Look, his his cutting ability, his explosiveness, his versatility, they all those skills didn't erode. They were not lost in his recovery. He looked like the same running back that people in the gaming community, me included, were so jizzy about, you know, back in the summer before – he exited stage left, um, and he looked great last week. Played 32 of 60 snaps, 17 carries for 55 yards, had a long catch that went for 40 as well, and I think it's going to be a similar workload. I think that uh, Sean McVay has figured out, look, we have to be balanced in our approach. We cannot rely exclusively on Matthew Stafford and Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby's come on strong. If we want to achieve our goals, which is winning a, a, a title, uh, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. So I think Akers is going to get probably anywhere between 15 and 18 carries in this game. I think this game is going to be highly competitive. You can see it by the slim margin in the spread. I know it didn't excite necessarily in advanced analytics with the 2.35 yak per attempt last week and the three missed tackles forced on those 17 carries. But again, the eye test, he passed with flying colors. So maybe this is more of a, a, of a gut reaction. Maybe I'm being a prisoner of the moment, but I think Akers gets at least a double nickel in the box score on the ground. That's why I'm taking the over on the 53 and a half rush yards. And by the way, keep your eye out on his receiving yards prop. I uh, could see him utilize early and often out on the wings in space. Uh, if it's anything around, say, like 19 and a half, 20 and a half receiving yards. Oh, my God. Pounce like a panther. Meow, all over the over on that. Again, if it posts and it is available. Wham, bam, thank you, I hope anyway, 
Cam. Number one. All right, my top player prop uh, in the NFL divisional, divisional rounds got to be Devin Singletary for an anytime touchdown. And here is a classic case of it. you got to shop around. Shop, shop, shop. Uh, some books have this at like minus 115. Uh, I know DraftKings has it at minus 105. Uh, I believe it's actually FanDuel. It's got a minus 115 right now. BetMGM, though, still has it at plus 100 at tape time here on this Friday. And if you can find a book that is available in your jurisdiction and you can get this sucker at plus odds, yeah, I would break out the sledgehammer uh, on it. Look, Singletary has got eight touchdowns in his last five games. So he's got some multi-TD uh, affairs mixed in there. A guy that's averaging 20.6 touches per game, 98 total yards per game over the, over the last five-game stretch, and 3.03 yards of a contact per attempt, and also force a missed tackle 18.5% of the time. So whether, again, with the eye test, whether, again, with the underlying data, those advanced analytics that are out there, uh, I mean, he's, he's getting the job done. And you look at the matchup against Kansas City. Now, KC only gave up eight total touchdowns to running backs in 18 games this season. But over the last five weeks of the regular season, 5.03 yards per carry the running back position. So, you know, I, I think ultimately you're, you're going to see opportunities for the Bills and goal-to-go situations. It's not going to be Josh Allen necessarily keeping it on an RPO play. He's got to hand it off to Devin Singletary, which he's done consistently here down the stretch. And he's got a good shot of punching one in for six. So I think he crosses a chalk in this one. And again, at plus odds, it's just too damn irresistible. All right, before we get on out of here, of course, I got a ton of additional plays. And bonus time! Let's go ahead and get after it. Uh, Matthew Stafford throws a pick. You know, he had 17 in the regular season. Uh, played mistake-free football last week against the Arizona Cardinals. But, you know, if, if uh, Andrew Whitworth is out... And he had back-to-back DMPs in practice on Wednesday, Thursday. And again, I'm taping this on Friday morning, so we don't know if he's going to show up and practice uh, in advance of this game. Uh, that is going to turn up the heat on Stafford in the pocket, not having one of his bookends and a key guy uh, protecting him. Uh, Tampa was number seven in sacks, uh, so pressure could be intense. And all, all you need is, you know, one tip ball of the line of scrimmage or ricochet off a shoulder pad or he just flat out splits the numbers of a defender. And there you go. We get a winning ticket. It's minus 135 uh, is the best line that I saw at, uh, I believe, at points bet. So I'm willing to pay the juice here because you look at the secondary of Tampa. You know, they they went through their trials and tribulations due to injury and COVID outbreaks and all that stuff. But, you know, with Dean and Davis and Winfield, I mean, they're healthy. They're back. Murphy Bunning back there in the slot. Um, so th- this defense, I think, is going to bring it. And I think Stafford will throw an INT in his contest. Joe Mixon mentioned it earlier in the week. I took the under when I got it at 65 and a half rush yards. Uh, I'm still on that, obviously. And I would play that number down about 16 and a half. And I'm seeing it surface and bubble back up to that 16 and a half line after it was under 60 for a couple of days. I think it's going to be tough sledding for him against this front of Tennessee, which has really contained the run. 3.78 yards per carry. Uh, just over 64 rush yards per game allowed to the running back position on the season. And it correlates, synergize, bring it all together. I also like the under on Mixon. 17 and a half attempts in this game. He's been under it in three of his last four. Uh, I think there's going to be a number of clock draining drives if the football Frankenstein see you'll smash all. Uh, Derrick Henry resembles his usual self, and I think he will. 
talked to Teron Davenport, who covers the Tennessee Titans for ESPN Nation on the Sirius XM Fade the Noise program, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Channel. Talked to him on Thursday, and, and I asked Teron, you know, over under 24 and a half rush attempts for Henry, what side would you fall on? He goes, under but slightly. He goes, he's looked good. They're ready to unleash him. And I think he's going to play a prominent role as, as expected. And I'm waiting for those Derrick Henry rush yards props to show up. But getting back to Mixon, uh, I think this is going to be more of a Burrow game vertically, you know, playing to Jamar Chase, playing and, and twirling passes at T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and C.J. Uzoma, and maybe Mixon as well in the flat, and not so much a reliance on the ground. That's why I like Cincinnati. And I can play a variety of styles. And in this one, this is going to be an air-heavy attack. So, again, under on Mixon. Uh, again, I'll play the number down to 16.5 in rush yards. I'm under on 17.5 rush attempts. Uh, minus 135. It is juiced up a little bit on that under on the rush attempts right now in DraftKings. But I'd fire off a ticket. And, and adding to that, Burrow is plus 550 to have the most passing yards in the divisional round. And I think that is a very – real outcome on the table as you look at the Tennessee Titans uh they gave up uh, a number of big games through the air this season and you look at Burrow four 300 yard games to his name in his last six contests he can't run on this Tennessee Titans defense um and you know vertically they're giving up 7.2 pass yards per attempt and just over 263 pass yards per game on the year so and plus the six most Pass plays of 20 or more yards. So I think Burrow's got a real shot. Him and Josh Allen are both plus 550 and both the best values on the board if you want to wager on, again, most pass yards in the divisional round. I mentioned yesterday how much I like Julio Jones and the over at 42 and a half. It's up to 45 and a half. Love anything affiliated with Eli Mitchell as well. I took the over at 76 and a half rush yards up to 80 and a half. I'd still play the over on that. Took the over on 19 and a half rush attempts. Uh, as as I mentioned at the top of the pod, he could take advantage of this Green Bay defense in the trenches, giving up that 4.37 yards per carry to the running back position. And Mitchell's just been brilliant. RB4 in yards after contact per attempt. And I'll throw one more out at you as well. Uh, and let's go back to uh, Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I, I like the over on the rush yards at 23 and a half. He had eight for 61 in the first matchup against the Bills. Bills are going to sit back in coverage because you got to, you know, you got to contend and you got a scheme for uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and all this explosivity down the field. Michael Hardman in that mix. And that's going to open up some wide spaces that Mahomes will read, react, and then booty scoot to because he's got to go number two. He waddles up the field. And I think he'll do exactly that for an over on the 23 and a half rush yards. Uh, I like the over on Byron Pringle, 33 and a half receiving yards. He's run at least 25 routes in five of his last six. Uh, in his last four games, he's averaging 50.8 yards per game. Got to get some Levi Walls in coverage. Uh, who's been good, but not sensational. He's given up an 82.2 pass rate to his assignments. Oh, sure, one more. I said one more like five picks ago. Aaron Jones under 50.5 rush yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. Again, Niners giving up just 2.83 yards per carry these last five weeks. Just extraordinary. Uh, and I love Jones, but also he's splitting the workload with A.J. Dillon coming off the week of rest. You know, he'll get his customary probably 13 to 15 touches. Many of those coming through the air, more so than on the ground. All right, let's go to the world of the NBA. Then we get you a couple of college basketball picks. A couple of spicy games on the on the docket on a Friday night in college hoops. But 
Let's get an NBA pick that is sure not to hit because <laughs> I've been awful. Bam Adebayo, one of my favorite players in the NBA. He's back. Uh, he's played a couple of games after missing extensive time. I think he missed the entire month of December. Uh, but Bam uh, looking great. Um, you know, vintage form, 17 points per game, 10 boards per game, three assists, and three steals per contest here these last couple of outings. So give me 15-plus points, seven-plus rebounds, three-plus assists, and a steal in a same-game parlay at plus 190 against the Atlanta Hawks who have emerged as the worst defense in the NBA, dead last in adjusted offensive efficiency, giving up 1.117 points per possession. Now, they've allowed the seven fewest rebounds per game. Again, I'm lowering it for Bam to just seven boards or more, uh, though Atlanta's given up the second most assists per game, and Adebayo with a better big man passers in the NBA. So, again, 15-plus points, seven-plus boards, three-plus assists, and a steal, plus 190 at DraftKings on that SGP. College basketball, a uh, couple of uh, quick notes here. Kofi Coburn is out. Uh, he was concussed in the Purdue game, uh, still in protocol, massive blow. The All-American will not be in uniform for the Illinois Fighting Illini, my Illini, on the road tonight in College Park to take on the Terps. Uh, the line has shifted. It was at eight and a half at BetMGM uh, to start the morning, and then the Kofi news hit, and it shaved five points off. This is what we call an overcorrection in the market. And, and I think Illinois is still going to win this thing, probably between five to seven points. Um, a great chance to middle if you got the initial line. Uh, no doubt about that. But, you know, is Coburn worth five points? I don't think so. I think it's worth maybe a couple. You can remember Andre Corbello is back. He played brilliantly against Purdue uh, in that defeat in double overtime in Champaign, you know, 20 and six. Uh, with just two practices under his belt after missing several weeks due to post-concussion issues. But Illinois, I still think, will have a glass advantage here. Uh, this is not a, a great matchup for Maryland on paper. I mean, they had no answer for Kofi at all. He went 23-18 and 18 in the first uh, matchup in Champaign. So Benjamin Bossman Verdonk and also Omar Payne are really going to have to step up and fill those gigantic shoes at Coburn. But they're suitable enough, I think, to seal off the glass get the job done in the interior, and defend. Uh, BBV did a remarkable job against Zach Eady and Travion Williams uh, on MLK Day. Uh, I think, you know, Maryland can make it rain from outside. They got the three-point marksman to do so in Illinois. It's number 11 in the Big Ten and three-point percentage D, but I think Curbelo's brilliance uh, will be just enough to score the cover here for Illinois on the minus three and a half now, pretty much universally at all the uh, sports books out there. And then on the late-night tip, give me the under – on the Nevada Wolfpack, 68.5 team points against Fresno. Now, Nevada, uh, number 15 in the country in adjusted tempo, but they are number 260 in the nation, three-point percentage offense. Uh, I mean, they couldn't spit in the ocean from out there right now. Uh, and, you, and you look at Nevada, too, uh, 0.997 points per possession in Mountain West play. Uh, you know, Fresno is a team uh, that is incredibly stout defensively number 32 in the country adjusted defensive efficiency Orlando Robinson's a great rim protector seven footer and he's got a phenomenal all-around offensive game I just don't see Nevada getting there I think Fresno is going to apply the break you know put on a little Jodeci and slow jam and the half court here and constrict and restrict Nevada from putting ball through baskets so I don't see him getting over 68 and a half in this one it's uh, probably going to be in the mid to low 60s in the end for Steve Alford's Wolfpack. So again, under 68 and a half points in that matchup. And I 
am out of time and out of breath. Uh, please follow the program uh, here on social media, specifically Nate Lundy at Nate Lundy, me at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly, if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.